Welcome back to the Florida Man Sports Podcast. Now, in this episode of FM Sports, we go over week 11 in the NFL. We make our picks for week 12. There's only a few more weeks in fantasy football before the playoffs, and we know some of you guys are in a must-win situation. Chris and I go over our top waiver wire picks. In the world of the NBA, we consider who's the very early MVP candidates. Mm. Also, who will have more wins this year, the Magic or the Heat? I can't wait to hear what Chris has to say about this subject. We discuss which conference is the most difficult. Is it the East or the West? Let's go. It's our Thanksgiving episode, people. So sit back, enjoy the ride. This is Florida Man Sports. Let's do it. It's go time. Happy early Thanksgiving, Chris. You thankful for my expertise here and how you would be lost without me? Is this what you call it? Expertise? Is this what it's called? This is what expertise looks like, then thank you. I'm very thankful. Listen, for this. without me, this would be <laughs> FM Sports with Chris. And that <laughs> that just sounds wrong. Okay. Now, who rarely is wrong is this man right here, who went nine and five this week, while Chris, who is finally learning from the very best, oh. yours truly. And has finally have has a rare win. He went ten and four this week. Uh, you picked up a game this week, Chris. Congratulations on your luck. I mean, week. Mm. Any words on your win? Yeah, absolutely. I told our fans who are listening that Lucky Johnny got lucky at the beginning, first couple weeks, like everybody does. But now that the games are settling in, now that the real analytics are coming out, this is just the beginning, <laughs> folks. Sit tight, because <laughs> I'm gonna go back to back. The real NLA. Back to back. <laughs> you Let's picked go. up a game. You're getting dominated all, all year. So inspirational. Thank you for those those words. Let's let's go ahead and go over the week that was. Let's rip the band-aid off immediately, Chris. God. We're gonna start with your Tampa Bay Bucks versus San Francisco 49ers. What the heck happened here, Chris? Well, I mean, first off, let, let's let's be real. I think everybody expected the Bucks to lose. I think that's fair, the money line and everything. How dare you? Yeah, no, they expected to lose. And and of course we did. Now, it's funny to me, right? This game, if for those of you who watched the game, the pregame and everything else before, you see on Twitter they're wearing the shirts. Uh you know, we believe in bowls, right? The coach, we believe in him and, and just what a big deal that was. So you're like, okay, they got, got some swagger going into this game. Okay. And then they score fourteen points, predictable Tampa Bay Bucks. And and the keys to to the to the loss, as always, no running game, zero running game, three tries in the fourth quarter in the end zone, can't get it done. And uh, again, I, I predicted we were going to lose. I'm just not very happy because now we sit at four and six, only one game behind to get to the division, to win the division, to to be on top of the division. Excuse me, and uh, missed opportunity. We they only scored 27 points. This was a winnable game, Johnny. Now what I what I saw here, what I didn't like. You mentioned it you uh, a little bit. Um, I don't like the talking that Tampa was doing. Like it's not the swag. The championship teams don't talk. They just go out there and perform. You you you, you see the Patriots teams of the past talking. You seen any of the last champ the Chiefs, any of the last champions sit here and talk. They just go out and perform. The guys who talk and the Tampa Bay was talking. They're not in the position to talk. Yeah, no, I I'm agree. not knocking them. I'm just saying you're not. I agree. And you're gonna go and sit here and talk. If you want to hype up your own team in the locker room, that's one thing. But you're gonna go publicly and start running your mouth, and then just look dumb and get dominated. I'm not gonna list any stats here. What happened here was simple. It's been the same story all year. Uh, it's, it's the same things I've been saying since week four. The Bucks can't win against good teams. 
And the Niners have arguably the best team in the NFL. So what happens when a bad team faces one of the best? A perfect, a perfect passer rating by a young QB. And essentially a clinic gets performed on the Yacht Boys. That's what happened here. I know you said that it was close. They only scored 27 points. But if you watch the game, this was a clinic. Yes, Tampa had their chances. But those chances got stopped because they face a superior team. Tampa Bay are not contenders. Without Brady, they never were. You fool yourself into thinking you are because you play in such a terrible division. Stop trying to plug Brady in every time. No, this is the truth. Because they play in a terrible division, you think you have a real shot. You don't. It took the greatest QB of all time to make this franchise great. He's gone. Superman is gone, and this team is being led by Clark Kent. Okay? Face the facts, Tampa fans. I'm sorry. Face it, and, and your mental health will thank you. And, and just so I know we're going to go into the next game, but just to kind of touch up on what you said, John, you're not wrong. Like Even now we're at four and six, we're still about a game and a half or a game from the division. That's what's crazy about all this, right? And uh, we're depleted on defense. Besides the fact that we let everybody throw the ball on us, there's like four injuries to starters right now. So anyway, that's just... Yeah, I know. All I heard was, Johnny, you're not wrong. Insult so, injury. So that's, that makes oh, sense okay. to me. <laughs> so I, I blacked out the rest oh, of the Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Uh, the next game we're going over Jacksonville. Of course, they go over the Tennessee Titans. It was a tough game here. What's your take on this? Yeah, they they followed their worst loss of the season with a 34-14 pounding of the Titans on Sunday. And uh, the Titans, they continue to lose uh, away games. That's just the way it's been for them all year. And it continues here. Two turnovers and 12 first downs by by who Johnny said was the next thing, right, Mr. Will Levis. I didn't say uh, all he could muster thing. was 12 first downs for you know, and, and for the Jags, let's give him credit. Ridley makes an appearance finally, guys. Finally, Ridley two touchdowns in one game for the first time for the Jaguars, doubling his touchdown total for the season. And uh, I don't want to take anything away from the Jaguars' win, but this just continues, Johnny. They continue to beat bad teams at home. And, and they get back to 500 now at home. Yeah, I mean, they're beating the teams they're supposed to. And let's, I didn't say that Mayo <laughs> Levis is the next greatest thing. The, the only uh, quarterback that we both agreed on early on we talked about was C.J. Stroud, how this guy, this kid is just lighting it up and doing great. And we were both right on that. This kid I saw, okay, this is going to be an, uh, an NFL quarterback. Sometimes you can see a young quarterback and then you're like, all right, this guy is done. He's not going to really do anything. More than likely, he's not. Sometimes you see you see the spark there. You say, this kid with the proper coaching is going to be a good NFL quarterback. And that's what I think of Levis. But the Jags, they bounced back, like you said, from an embarrassing loss last week that had fans question the team's skill. Dominant performance. And we finally, like you mentioned, had Ridley. Um, he finally showed up. Right. You know, it's, yeah. it's really his best game as a Jag. Um, and really the best game of the last three years. Seven receptions, 103 yards receiving, a couple touchdowns. Finally. Overall, the Jags looked like the playoff team I expected in the preseason. And I'm wondering if the Titans are not upset about not trading Travis Henry as their season is over. They're 3-7 and seven and looking completely one-dimensional offensively. Jags have a tough game coming up this week, but uh, they look to you know really complete a stranglehold on the division, which I expect them to do. Our, our last team, Florida team here, we have the Miami Dolphins. 
they faced off against the Las Vegas Raiders. Tell me about this game, Chris. Yeah, man, the Dolphins, they, they finished with 422 yards on offense despite scoring their fewest points at home. I'm Honestly, I am surprised they only dropped 20 points in Hard Rock Stadium. And the key to victory in this one, they held the Raiders scoreless in the third and the fourth quarter. That was impressive to watch. Uh, but I do expect more from the Dolphins at home. 20 points is not going to be enough in the future. We all know that. Uh, the Dolphins, man, they're a turnover machine, Johnny. You have called this in previous games, and here we get it is once again. Three turnovers. They still got the W. Uh, you know, the Dolphins have yet to beat a winning record here, guys. Do you see how there's like a – it's just an ongoing thing with the Jaguars and the Dolphins. But, again, to your point, like always, Johnny, they beat a team that were expected to beat, still not beating somebody with a winning record. Listen, their Raiders team actually is a pretty good team. They have a, a good young coach now that they finally got rid of, uh, Terrell McDaniels. You know, so while most people are surprised by the score, I'm not really. At the end of the day, the Dolphins' defense is getting better and better each week and will be dominant by the time the playoffs comes around. Ramsey ended this game with a pick. It looks like the lights-out corner he was his whole career and will just keep getting better as the season continues. Tyreek Hill continuing his case to being the first wide receiver ever for MVP, 10 receptions, 146 yards receiving. And a touchdown. He has 79 catches, over 1,200 yards, nine touchdowns this year, and we still have seven games. Look out, but Tyreek Hill could get 2,000 yards. Heck, he can get 2,500 if he goes completely balls out. And if he does, I think he will be the first wide receiver to ever receive this award. Why are you so quick to just give people awards and MVPs and undefeated I, I'm seasons? I'm not saying. What is wrong? Premature I'm, Johnny I'm, back I'm, at I'm, it again, I'm folks. I'm labeling. Jesus. Seeing, seeing what the case is here. There's seven games left. This guy has 1,222 yards receiving. 2,000 yards is something legit. And he looks like he's really going to surpass it. People laugh as if it was a joke. 2,000 yards. You ain't getting 2,000 yards, Tyree. Come on. And he's going to get it. And if he gets this... I don't see anybody else that is in the – it's a quarterback award traditionally. Uh, occasionally a running back has won it. Nobody's won it in the running back position since uh, Adrian Peterson. But it's it's still – it's something to where this kid could do it. I don't see any uh, quarterback running away with it. Definitely not any running backs. So uh, this is the best case for a wide receiver if he continues on this trend to win the MVP. I'll give you that premature, Johnny. But what happens every time you highlight a player? What happens the next game, folks? He dominates. <laughs> <laughs> he dominates. Listen, we always want to start in the Florida Man Sports Podcast with the Florida teams. Those are the games. Bucks, you hurt me, but we're going to move on from the Florida teams because there were other games, folks. And we're going to start with Thursday Night Football, Bengals and Ravens. Johnny, the Ravens, they handle business at home. They win 34-20 to while we had an injury from the Bengals, right? They didn't handle business. It, the Bengals were going to win this game. This game was going to be won by the Cincinnati Bengals. But they handled business. Burrow looked oh great early. Okay. And then just like that, the Bengals season's over. <laughs> uh, Burrow had that wrist injury and his thrown hand that needs surgery, and it's over. It, it's simple. Uh, we we want to go over the stats and what happened in this game. Go ahead, Chris. It's, it's on you. You can go right ahead. The Bengals lost this game because Joe Burrow got hurt, and the Ravens got an easy win after that. End of story. No, no, I, I agree with you. But to be fair, I said that the season was over for them about, I don't know, three weeks ago. Correct. Because of the division and all that and all the losses. So I'm not surprised. The injury, of course, insult to injury, no pun intended there. And then for Mark Andrews, he is out for the season. So while the Ravens did win, that's like his wide receiver one, I would argue, for Lamar Jackson. Correct. Yeah, so it definitely a tough loss there. But, you know, give the Ravens credit when it's due. 34-20, to 20, they win. Uh, following that game, Johnny, hold we on, had— Hold on, Sorry, I want to touch up a couple of things on this. Yeah. One, it's 
Burrow, with Burrow as your starting quarterback, your season wasn't over. I get it why he said there was an uphill battle. This kid took a mediocre team with no offensive line to the Super Bowl. So I'm not going to count him out if you have Joe Burrow as your guy. So sure. now officially he's done. But you did call earlier that yeah. Cincinnati was done. I just disagree with you. Andrews has been reported that uh, uh, Harbaugh has come out and said that there's a chance he actually season's not over, that he can make it back. This is a, a better situation than the whole situation with Aaron Rodgers, who's delusional, who says he's going to come back after the Achilles tear. This is a major injury for Andrews, but there is a chance he can make it back this season, depending on how things go. So while I would expect if the Ravens continue to win, they'll bring him back in the playoffs. Right. But if they need him in the last couple of weeks, he might come back. Yeah, to that. your point, let's hope they don't bring him back too early. You never want to see that as no. well. Uh, Steelers and Browns, where the Browns win a close, close game, win 13-10 to 10 at home. How did this game go, Johnny? Uh, ugly game to watch. <laughs> but, listen, that's been the, the Steelers' entire season. Usually they win ugly. Um, you know, that day they lost ugly. Uh, Pickett couldn't do anything against the, really the best defense in football. 106 yards, no touchdowns. Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren, you know, <laughs> the running back I've been saying all season is significantly better then the starter in Pittsburgh. Who's the starter, Chris? Who's the uh, starter? Uh, I don't know. I'm English. Okay. So, <laughs> this, Jalen Warren ran for 129 yards and a touchdown. Slow-mo Najee Harris ran for 35. Uh, Browns won this game with defense and grit. And really, out of complete desperation, they, spot, they signed former divisional rival QB Joe, the greatest average QB ever, Flacco, to the team. Um... It's too bad, Chris. This is a championship-level defense, and they were foolish enough to spend all that money on Love Me Longtime Watson. And it just feels like such a waste. But uh, do you know who I really feel bad for, Chris? You know right now who I feel the worst for? For yourself being in this podcast, having to hear my greatness. No? I'm going to pause for a second on that. Okay? <laughs> no, Chris, that's not the nonsense. That's oh. a separate nonsense I will go over. It's Tom Brady. Tom Brady is who I feel the worst for. Why? All Why? these, oh, God. All these Bless, championship bro. quality Jesus. defenses with no QB to lead the offense. The Bengals, the Browns, the Jets. Patriots. Either way, <laughs> <laughs> the Browns and Ravens are on a collision course in this division, and the Steelers just seem to reap the benefits of other teams' tragedies. The Steelers? Yeah, I mean, right now they're still in the mix of things, mm -hmm. mainly because everybody else is falling off. So, Every, so, it's, so for me, and before, I, well, I just got to stop for a second. So once again, you find a way to bring Brady into our conversation. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. All right, look, folks, this is the real deal. This game isn't about the stats because there weren't any really to mention, but Johnny did touch up on this a little bit. It's more about the after effect. For example, the offensive coach is fired now in Pittsburgh, right? So they're, they're switching gears. And we'll talk a little bit more about that with this week's predictions as far as the games goes. But then afterwards as well, like you mentioned, right? Flacco is now a Brown. That's official. That's officially Correct. a thing. And um, Pickett to Pickens isn't dead. We'll talk a little bit more about oh that. Oh, my. It was never alive. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that as it goes. Uh, but I do want to give a shout-out to the QB who did win the game for him, Hobson Robinson, a fifth-round pick out of UCLA. Two starts, zero touchdowns, but... The defense wins game. The defense won that right? game. And they won the game. I give him hey, props. Hey, yeah, give him some props. No, the defense won that game. He didn't have any offense. You got to give. 
Moving on to the Lions and the Bears, where the Lions, they did what they were expected to do. They almost lost, though, Johnny, 31-26. How'd this game go? I mean, almost loss is a win, so it doesn't matter. It's a win, it's a win. This is a tough divisional game that no one gave to the Bears. I mean, they had no shot, right? Frankly, they had this game won. They forced three interceptions. They were up by 12 late in the game, but then the Bears remembered that they're the Bears, and they collapsed. I mean, Goff had his worst game as a line and still led this team to a victory. Fields came back from injury and played solid. Just not good enough. Then the day, the Lions are a real real contender and played like one in the fourth. And the Bears just played well through the first three quarters. Uh, That won't cut it against a good team. And the Lions win. So I love how you highlight everything instead of saying, you know what, Christian, you're right. This game actually proves that the Lions are not as good as you said they weren't. That's not all. That's all not every single game they play these loser teams. They have yet to beat a team with a winning record. Christian, you're absolutely right. They almost lost this game. Dang, I'm tired of being right. This is exactly what happened, folks. That's why the game is 26 to 31. So tired of being right. This this Lions team is not as good. I take offense at this point when Johnny wants to call them contenders. They are not good. You you don't win 26 to 31. You don't you don't score. You know you don't get scored on 26 points by the Bears, and then you're considered contenders. Okay, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fall for that. Four turnovers by the Lions. It's better to be lucky than good, and that's the real story here. No, it's not. This was a close game. Why? Because it's a, it's a divisional game. We oh, all know God. that. Divisional games are tough. Regardless of the record, it's a divisional game. These teams are very familiar with each other, so it is tough. The one game that I, I wasn't too happy about that I questioned the, the Lions is when they played Baltimore. But this was just a tough game and really emphasized for me that this is a contender, that they can get into those tough games and still win. And that's what matters here. And have four turnovers and almost lose the game. Got it. Got yeah, it. and... Almost you're, 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 lose you're, the game. Your infinite wisdom and there. And almost, almost losing is called winning. Chargers and Packers, Johnny. <laughs> Packers won 23-20. This actually was a really good game Yo, if we I, watched it. 23-20. How did this game go? I don't want to. This is ridiculous. How the heck did the Chargers lose to this Packers team? Terrible coaching. That's how. Fire this coach already. I said it last week. If they lose this game, you got to get rid of this guy. Stop waiting. What are you waiting for? Belichick next year? That's the rumor now. First it was the Redskins. Excuse me, the Commanders. Now it's over here. It's it's this. And this is the best fit for Belichick if he wants to go. Staley is the absolute worst. Losing his fifth one-score game this year. You lose those because you don't know how to handle situational play calling. He's the worst at situational play calling. That's why he goes for all the damn time, fourth down. Who is the best coach at situational play calling? That is one Bill Belichick. Oh, God. So, But, you know, uh, what, what... that's a whole... The He's Bel- not even on... The Bel- Why are you the talking Belichick, about Belichick? Jesus. It's more interesting than this game. Oh, my God. The Belichick sweepstakes is an off-season discussion. I get it. This week, the stats were pretty much even between the Chargers and Packers. The Chargers lost because they insist on keeping the worst coach in the league employed, and they have wasted another year of great talent which has been the story with this entire Chargers franchise, whether you're in San Diego or you move to LA, it doesn't matter. It's the same story. You waste great talent. 
Get better coaching. I apologize, folks, that Patriot Johnny over here wants to run his mouth and plug in Brady or Belichick in this case whenever. So I'm going to tell you what this game is actually about. Love went 27 to 40, became the first Packer to throw for more than 300 yards since Aaron Rodgers. That's what this one is really about. This was a great, this was a great game if you were watching it. And and for Love, you got to give this kid credit. He's trying to re-earn the trust of the Packer faithful. And he definitely did that today for this game anyway. Both teams have struggled in close games. Four of the Packers' six losses have been decided by a total of 11 points. And to your point, Johnny, five of the Chargers' six defeats have combined margins of 14 points. So you're definitely right. You're you're not wrong there, right? Okay. And and about Staley, so you want to talk about Staley. Stop calling the plays on defense. You literally have defensive coordinators to do this job. And I would definitely start there. That's my recommendation for them. And and again, just a a good game, though. You like to watch it. 23 to 20. Packers back on the winning streak there. I'm back on the winning side. Excuse me. I got to give you props, Chris. You know, I... I I knock you so much and I make fun of you so much while we talk about your analytics and your stats and all these different things you bring up here. Here we go. But then you bring up something that really was it's an outstanding statistic that I don't think anybody would ever even think of. Jordan Love just threw for 300 yards. And it's the last time this has ever happened since the last Packers quarterback. The quarterback right before him who threw 300 yards. So the amazing statistic yeah. and analytics that yes. this is the first time Jordan Love, any Packers quarterback, has thrown for 300 yards since yes. Aaron Rodgers, the the quarterback that was right before this one. Amazing. Right. Right. Amazing, Chris. You, uh, I'm glad I, that you, I, I'm, you, I'm in you awe. Be, I am in awe. You should be amazed because if you do listen there, Johnny Cinco, I said it was followed by the fact that he's trying to re-earn the trust of the Packer faithful, and that's why that's important. But that's okay. I understand you can only listen to the little small sentences at a time. I get it. So <laughs> moving rough, on rough, to the man. Giants and Commanders, folks, where Johnny <laughs> said the Commanders were going to win. I did too. Giants win 31 to 19. How in the world did this game go? Why'd you watch that last part? It was two terrible teams, but I did call the great game by the Jersey kid himself, DeVito. Danny DeVito's grandson threw for 246 yards, three touchdowns, while your local public GM, Sam Howell, threw for 255 with three picks. That was the difference here. Two terrible teams. Someone had to win, and this week it goes to the Jersey Giants. Yeah, and uh, to your point there, I'm going to make a little controversial call here, Johnny. Controversial You ready? You ready? ready? Tommy DeVito is the next quarterback for the New York Giants. That's, that's controversial. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I mean to say Daniel Jones is done. It's too early. To <laughs> say, it's too early to say that he's their next guy. It, it is uh, mainly because. It's he's had one good game, right? And one good game that I called. I told you guys, pick this kid up. He's legit. He's gonna have a good game against this team. And what exactly what happened? But he has to have a string of good games, yeah, of course, for them to go ahead and be like, you're our guy, because they gave they gave Jones his contract. I just dislike Jones so much for getting that contract. That <laughs> I'm not mad for somebody getting their money. No, it's a, no. it's just unfortunate that Barkley. It became something because Barkley didn't get his money. Right, they that's fought him. They said, no, not you, right. him. Right, and then this guy who's really Eli Manning 2.0, kind of like that. But at least Eli won in the, got your team to the playoffs and won in the playoffs. Right. 
But Jones is looks lost. And, and that's my point, right? No, of course, you never knock somebody for getting paid, but you, you nailed it, right? It's because other players should have been compensated and kind of weren't. That's the way I felt about it as well. Ultimately, and, and give DeVito last little credit here besides the three touchdowns, he was sacked nine times. Sacked nine times and still gives you three touchdowns. That's incredible. Uh, commanders have now lost twice to the New York Giant team, and the Commanders are officially out of the playoff race. Nothing new there. Four and seven. Four fumbles. Playoffs. <laughs> four Playoffs. fumbles. Three lost by the Commanders. It's just a sloppy day of football for a not very good football team, folks. Moving on to another game that was expected. Cowboys-Panthers. Cowboys destroy the Panthers. 33-10, to 10, Johnny. How did this one play out? Everybody had Carolina Panthers win this game. Right. Unbelievable. Right. Yeah, okay. How did this happen? The, the force <laughs> that is the Carolina Panthers, they get stomped by the Dallas Cowboys. No, no come on. No one had Carolina win this game. No one. It was, you know, it was a route. Pretty much the only team this Cowboys team can beat are bad teams. 33-10. That's what happened here. Congrats on winning the game. You should. Yeah. Notable, notable stat, Deron Bland had his fourth pick six of the season, tying the NFL record. You know, Young is a rookie for Carolina, but let's face it, he looks bad. Yeah. It's worse for him because the Panthers gave up so much yeah. to get him. And here, number two, C.J. Stroud is out here killing it. I think Young is a good QB, but I don't feel like he will have success in Carolina. I hope I'm wrong, but as we've established, I rarely am. Um, it's um, a, listen, it's a gift okay. and it's a curse, Chris. Okay, but, right. Uh, I'm hoping for the best for this kid, but this situation he put himself in, and then next year not having a, that first draft pick, it's, it's going to hurt this team. Good luck, but it's not looking good for right now. I, I love how little by little you start inching closer to the greatness that I am. When I've been saying this, oh, 100%. It's like you always you try to manipulate everything that I say in previous episodes. But listen, I'm going to just call it out the way that it is. I always have, I always will. And here's, here's the deal, guys. Bryce Young is having a bust rookie season, period. Okay, first round pick, you expected more. Johnny likes to go on these little rants of, oh, I, I want you to throw interceptions. I want you to do this. No, stop it. Nine touchdowns, eight interceptions, can't throw over defenders. He's not having a very good year. That's just the bottom line. The the, the Cowboys took the lead. They never looked back. And, and, and the Cowboys, they did what they were expected to do. So on the one hand, you beat a team you're expected to. You got a check mark from me. But here's the other side, which is a little little weird, a little daunting. I don't know if you know this, Johnny, or not. But with that win, the, the Cowboys finally became a 500 team on the road. They, they had a losing record on the road. So, you know, I think that's definitely very important to, to note there. Do you think that Bryce Young, as a number one pick, is a bust? Yes or no? No, you can't say that right now. Yes. It's a rookie oh year. Oh, my God, bro. Okay. It's a rookie year. It's not. You have other... Jalen Hurts, when he was drafted by the Eagles, had a terrible first year, terrible second year. It wasn't until his third year until it's like, oh, now I see Why? They gave him an offensive line. They gave him receivers. They gave him A.J. Brown. They drafted Smith. And when they put pieces around them, it's like, oh, now I see this kid's legit. So I'm not going to knock this kid. I've seen him play in college, and he is good. Yes, he's a shorter quarterback. I'm not a big fan of shorter quarterbacks. Nope. But it can happen that you can have success with it. It's just you put the proper pieces around them. My concern with Carolina is that they don't get a first-round pick because they were fools and gave away everything yep. to get this move up a couple of couple of places to get them. That's my concern because I'm fine with that first-year failures because it just guarantees you a top pick the following year. Carolina doesn't have it, so they're gonna have to go pick up somebody in the in the trade, some more free agents, do something to give them the pieces. 
It is too early to write off Bryce Young. I'm just hoping that Carolina can put the pieces around them. I just don't have faith in that organization. If in that that last part, all that rant meant nothing to me except for that last part, the organization. And here's the problem that I have and the why I'm saying he's a bust. I'm tired of teams with rookie quarterbacks or with rookie expectations giving teams three, four, five years. And this is why they're in the rut that they're in. So that's why I'm saying you might as well clean house now. Uh, he's going to get another year. We all know that. No, but- that's ridiculous. You, you sign, a, especially a first-round quarterback, you're giving them guaranteed money. And that's a significant jump from college to pros. So you have to have time to development. Well, what what he's gonna get? He's gonna get. I'm just I'm just disagreeing. Is he gonna get it? You're oh, saying yeah. like you're saying now to get I'm, rid of what him. What I'm saying, if I'm the GM, I wouldn't do it. But he's gonna get it because that's what happened no. when you're the first overall it, it, pick. It's, so this whatever. this rookie year is just magnified because of the success by the number two. So number two, CJ Stroud is just killing it. So because of that success, his failures are magnified, and you're overreacting. Well, speaking of the number two pick being the number one player right now, the Texans, Johnny, they beat the Cardinals in a game which I said it's going to be a lot closer than people think because Murray's back. Texans win 21-16. How did this one go? I mean, despite throwing a career high three picks, CJ leads his team to a win against this Cardinals team. 336 yards passing, two touchdowns. He did throw those three picks. But this kid doesn't get scared and doesn't flinch. Even after throwing a pick, he has that poise. He has that short memory you want and looks ahead to it. And he's right now just not even paying attention to this. He's looking ahead to the tough game next week against the Jags. That's the game here. He handled his business here. And what do you expect? A pick, a, a rookie's going to throw picks. He is an anomaly. He's thrown th- two picks all year before this game. All right, he threw a couple picks, but he's still dominant. 300, over 300 yards, two touchdowns. This kid is legit. Yeah, no, you're not wrong there. And, and what, I guess what you're basically trying to say, and this is what I think about it, he's human, guys. He's human, right? He threw three interceptions. He's human after all. But Texans were held scoreless. Third and fourth quarter, they still found a way to win. Stroud, 2,962 yards passing, the fourth most ever in a player's first 10 games. He's joined with Joe Burrow, talked about him earlier, as the only rookie Johnny in NFL history with 300 or more yards passing in three consecutive games. So the kid's the truth. The kid's the real deal. Texans are 6-4 and four at home. They've doubled their win total from last season. That's probably, like, I'm, I'm telling you right now, any Texan fan, no, don't tell me you expect. Nobody expected that. Nobody did. That's no. freaking incredible. And and you do want to give a little bit to the Cardinals. Kyler Murray's back. Uh, he, he is the future of the franchise, Johnny. He's playing He's playing for his job, and he's acting like it. And uh, it was nice to see that. It was nice to see a guy playing for his job, right? They're going to have a high draft. Uh, they're going to have a high draft pick this year. Well, these, this is the problems I was talking to you about. Like when you have a short quarterback, really that that worked. What with the Saints, it worked with Seattle. Why? Those are two good organizations. Jeff two Garcia. good ownership. Jeff Garcia. No. <laughs> you still have your Jeff Garcia jersey. No. <laughs> so um, it worked. It worked with them. Because of two good organizations that made sure they built the team around that right. talent. Right. I, I, listen, the Cardinals, they got rid of Hopkins. Maybe you want to argue they got rid of him because his, you know, they got everything good out of him. And now they're moving on to something else. But what the Cardinals do this offseason with their draft picks is going to tell me everything I need to know about what this organization values. If they're going to go with Murray or not. They should though. I think they should. I, I think mean, Murray, I, I, I think Murray's the answer. Watching him play, like he he is the answer for that team. I think I really do. Uh, listen, uh, Drew Brees stayed in the pocket, stepped in the pocket. He just organized. He's so accurate, so good. Uh, Russell Wilson scrambled when he needed to. The problem I have with Murray, he scrambles every single time, every single 
every single play he's scrambling out of the pocket right. so it's like it's frustrating it's it, it you have to develop routes you have to do certain things so i'm not sold on murray i think that the team has already committed to him you might as well give it a shot right but the coach that drafted him is gone right so i don't think this organization is going to really you know focus all their their powers and, and money behind murray but we'll find out this offseason. Yeah, we'll see. Like I said, he's playing for his job. Uh, the Jets and the Bills rematch here, uh, Johnny. The Bills, 32-6, to destroy the Jets and avenge the loss from earlier in the season. How'd this game go? Now, the real New York team won here, just like I said they would. And the Jersey Jets finally did what everyone has been screaming for. They benched Zach Wilson. The dreadful era is over. has finally come to an end. <laughs> He's been demoted to QB3. Damn. Tim Boyle, his replacement, will be QB2. And former Broncos QB Simeon, has been on the, who has been in the practice squad after being signed earlier this year, will be the Jets starter moving forward. It's too little, too late, Jets. But at least they went ahead and did a change at some point. But obviously, we all knew Buffalo's won this game. Uh, but Buffalo has been back and forth trying to figure their own identity. They have the second toughest schedule in the league moving forward. They could not. I said it last week. If they lose this game, the season's over. They could not afford it, and they dominated this game as they should have. Yeah, my my, my two biggest takeaways. One, I've said this in previous episodes, and I'm going to just stand by what I said, folks. I don't even know why Zach Wilson lasted this long. Like, honestly, a team that was doing pretty well on defense, that had all the potential, I am surprised that he finally got banned. Like, coach, you should have done this weeks ago. But anyway... The Zach Wilson era is over in New York. We'll see what happens there going forward. Four turnovers and 14 first downs for the Jets. Like, man, I'm a diehard Bucks fan. If you're a Jet fan, now that you know that you only had 14 first, would you even watch the game? Like, honestly, like, that's horrible, man. And for the Bills, 393 yards of offense, Johnny. So to your point, man, 22 first downs, 36 minutes of time possession. The Bills needed a win like this to get themselves on track again, I think. so. Yeah, like we've been talking about this. We see these rookies. And what I was telling you is that you can kind of see the young QBs if they have that 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 something. That's why you talk about – I talk about Levis. And not that, oh, he's the next great thing. But you see – okay, I see something there. I see – I never saw that with freaking Zach Wilson. Like nobody did. Nobody understood it. He knew the offense. Who cares? This guy was terrible. How you guys pick him up? You pick up Sam Darnold. And then two years later, you pick up this guy. You passed over such great talent. You pick this kid up thinking that he's the guy. No, he's definitely the guy. He's the (laughs) next. I heard these fools telling me that he is essentially a a Pat Mahomes clone coming out of BYU. It's like, get out of here. This kid's so good. Horrible. Not not a a hint, not a glimmer of of, uh, amazingness or anything you want to see in a young QB. So that's why I'm like, we're talking about Bryce Young, and I'm like, oh, Bryce Young has, so, has shown some flashes. I haven't seen any of that from Zach Wilson. He's been in the league for a couple of years. Yeah, you're not wrong there. Speaking about teams or players that aren't very good, the Seahawks, like I said they would, they lost 16-17 to against the Rams, Johnny. How did this game go for you? I don't know. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Seahawks were essentially in control most of this game. Tired of being right. Yeah. yeah they, <laughs> and then and then they did what has been happening in many of the other losses that they had this year. They forgot there was a second half. Now, in this case, they forgot there was a fourth quarter. You know, they, they got outscored in the fourth 10-0. to zero. 
and uh, they missed the game-winning field goal at the end. This was a game where a contender wins, and Seattle has disappointed its fan base. They have a tough schedule moving forward. They could not afford to lose one like this, a game they should have won. So now they're going to have to find a way to win against a team that they shouldn't win against to make up for this one. It's going to be tough for this team to make the playoffs now. But but again, folks, Florida Man Sports Podcast here. This is what I've been telling you folks episode after episode. The Johnny Seahawks are pretenders. They are not a legitimate team. No, it's the truth. The Rams are a much better team, and their record indicates as such because of the losses that they've had. Stafford will, you know, Stafford is 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 back, man. Stafford is back. That's the reality, and he's the one that led to the victory. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys if you listen to the last episode. Here's exactly what I said about this game. I said the Rams are a much better team than their record indicates. I said Stafford will be back from injury. I said the Rams are not done, folks. And look at this. 17 to 16, they win. This game was a thriller. It was evenly matched throughout. Both QBs took a beating. If you watch this game, the sacks were there was only like one or two sacks for each team, but they were just they're incredible. Incredible game. The better team won. The Johnny Seahawks demise is engaged, Johnny. They're going to be going downhill from here. The Rams are not a better team. They won the game. Props to that. Seattle is a better team. Um, they just the no, game plan. Stafford, if Stafford is 100% healthy, then I, you know what? I'll put my money on Stafford and the Rams. But he's not. He, he willed this team to a win. They barely won by one point. And still, Seattle had their chance. It just didn't happen. But the Seattle will be back. The Rams are got a lucky win. But that happens, that happens sometimes. <laughs> Whatever. Speaking of a one-point victory, Johnny, the Broncos, the incredible Broncos, man. They win by one, beat the Vikings at home 21-20. How did this game play for you? Who would you have winning this game? Uh, the right? What? The, that's, a, that's the name of a team? <laughs> that's an interesting name of a team. I, I like how I beat you this okay. week and you find the one game to get me on. Hey, Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I'm going to say this for like the fifth time. Uh, Russell Wilson's not done. Yes, there were times where I questioned if it's time with the Broncos is done because, you know, he is the true face of the franchise that was losing. But it's clear the problem is his defense, the O-line. But in this game... He didn't let that deter him at all. He won this game, a close game, as I predicted. And uh, don't look now. The Broncos are a 500 team. You know, Russ threw for 256 yards and a touchdown. But those numbers should have been higher. Drop passes galore. TD passes dropped. You know, drops in general plague this Broncos team. I shouldn't call it the whole team. It's Judy. It was Judy. Steve Smith was right when he called you a Jag. You're just a guy. Bro's overrated. You have no, actually, movement, momentum. For the most part, you can't catch a cold standing outside butt naked in the middle of the winter. You know, (laughs) get Russ some help other than Sutton, please. And this team will do a lot better than they are. I like how you finished on Sutton, who I said from the beginning, folks, from week one, that that boy's the truth. That is a wide receiver one. And here we are, folks. Tired of being right. That's why I drafted him on my fantasy team. That's nonsense. Tired of being right. So listen, folks. 
to your point, John, I can't believe that they're a 500 team. You know, and not not because I didn't think that he could do it. I know that he could do it. It's just that the way that they, the hole that they made for themselves, right, and that they dug themselves out of, it's just it's so impressive. I'm, I'm, and I'm happy for man. I'm happy he's an older quarterback. But this, this has to be one of the best comebacks in recent memory. 12 points in the fourth quarter. And and now, Johnny, they're one game away from the sixth wildcard spot. Look at look, look out now, 500 team, right? So incredible game to watch. Uh, let's move on to Monday Night Football. The Eagles and the Chiefs, we close out a great freaking week of football. One of the great games here. The Eagles win like I said they would. 21-17 over the Chiefs, Johnny. How did this one play out? How in the world did the Chiefs lose this game? Let's forget the fact that the receivers can't catch. Let's put that to the side. Uh, The receiver group, by the way, leads the league in drop passes. Let's also forget the fact that the game-winning touchdown pass was dropped by the law firm of Marques Marquez Valdez-Skentlin. The Chiefs had no turnovers. In not me, had two turnovers in the red zone. One picked by Mahomes and one fumble by Kelsey. Their two best players pooped the bed in the red zone, and that never happens. So when that happened, I knew the Chiefs were losing this game. With all of that, they barely lost. But the game-winning touchdown... It was right there, and he just dropped it because this re- receiver core, the whole it's terrible. And when your tight end is your top guy, and that's it, that's that's tough. They found a way to win. They won Super Bowls just like that. But still, the refs tried their best, but they couldn't. They couldn't do much to help at the end of this because of all the drop passes and all the all the turnovers in the red zone. The Chiefs did everything they could. It just didn't work out this way. I love Johnny's analysis because when he took an L because he picked this one wrong, he has all of this. I picked oh, this right. is what happened. I picked the right. And this is why this. And then, Dude, stop it. I, look, I want you to grab this segment, Johnny, and because we do have Twitter and Instagram and all that. And I want you to put this little clip on Instagram mm. for, for, our, for our fans to listen gotcha. to. Okay, okay. okay. All right. right. Just want to make sure. I'm tired of being right. Like Jordan. Like LeBron. Like Larry Legend, I called this one on the podcast, folks, because I also called it last night. At halftime, your boy was at Hooters with the group saying, guess what? Eagles are going to fly, baby. Tired of being right. The Eagles stick to the run game. If you want to know why this team is so good, this is the best team in football right now. Not the 49ers, obviously not Kansas City. It's the Eagles. And here's why, man. They stick to the formula. People are scratching their heads. They're mad. First down running the ball, second down running the ball. Why are they still running the ball? Because it's their plan. They know they can throw it. They know what they can do. They're playing their game. This is chess, not checkers. And that's what happened this game. They stick to what works. They don't deviate from the from the plan. They know that they can do what they're doing right now. And that's why they're the number one team in the NFL right now. And for the Chiefs, even with the refs on the payroll, even with them on the payroll, they can't win this one. Scoreless second half of football. What happened to Mahomes, Johnny? What happened to, to, to the whole tight end touching and all that and Taylor Swift and all that? What happened to that? I meant to say touchdowns. <laughs> but what happened to that? Scoreless second half, bro. Tell me. What, what were you saying? I fell asleep during the whole rant. What, what, I was, what, 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 what I was saying is that I won and you lost and that's why I'm uh, winning. That was complete luck. We all okay. know the reason they lost is Taylor Swift was not at the game. And that's the main reason why uh, they lost that, the game. You know, the week that was is gone. And we look forward to the week that will be. Uh, it's Turkey Week, Chris. You ready to make your picks and cost some people their entire life savings, Chris? Chris calls 
Undefeated season, I mean, undefeated week every week and is off by a mile every week. But in this week, folks, I can feel it. I'm telling you, I feel it that I am going undefeated. I feel it in my bones. I feel so good about my picks. You stick with me. Ladies and gentlemen, I am telling you, I feel it. Let's start out with our Thanksgiving Day, Chris. Green Bay Packers versus the Detroit Lions. Who you got, Chris? I hate you. I'm going to start with that. I hate you. You are a freaking thief. You steal my lines. You steal my segments. That's all right. That's okay. It's Thanksgiving weekend. I'm thankful for this beatdown I'm about to give you. Lions and Packers. Green Bay has beat the LA teams, but they can't seem to beat anybody else. Another sub-500 team for the Lions to beat. That's really what's going to be the story here. Packers have a laundry list of injuries. Sorry, Packer fans. Most important, the running back position. Detroit does have home field advantage. Therefore, folks, you already know what's going to happen. Food Lion is going to win this one. But nothing would surprise me if they lost. I'm taking the Lions, unfortunately. Just just make a Shut pick. Sh- make a damn that. pick. Oh, they're, they're, I'm picking this team, but I won't be surprised if they lose. 42 minutes in, our fans are listening for this analysis, buddy. Yeah, it is. Yes. This team's winning, but I won't be surprised if they lose. That's not analysis. That's nonsense. Detroit Facts. is winning at home. See, that's what, that's see how said. clear this is? That's what I said. You see how clear it is? That's what I said. Detroit is winning at home. That's this is a divisional game, and it won't be a cakewalk, but the Lions are walking away with the turducken. They're winning this. Uh-huh. Washington Commanders at Dallas Cowboys. Can you stop stealing my picks? Cowboys Commanders, folks. Commanders have nothing to play for. Let's be honest about it. They are out of the playoff race. They're a 500 team on the road. Um, Cowboys are undefeated at AT&T Stadium. Cowboys have a proven, uh, uh, at least as of late, that they beat teams that they're expected to beat. And that's really a sign of a team who's going to make the playoffs and have a playoff run. Give me them boys in a must win to keep up with Philly and win this one with authority. I'm expecting 15 or more points on this one. The long rant for the most obvious pick of this entire week. Dallas is winning. This is another Carolina-type team. Do I really need to explain to you why Dallas is beating the Commanders? No. Cowboys are winning. The San Francisco 49ers versus Seattle Seahawks. Our fans want the ganja. They want the manja. The ganja, manja, what you want? They want, they want the ganja? They want both. That's a different they demographic. Want both. They want the manja. The the give, me, give me more. Give me more. Thing, 49ers, Seahawks. Will the Seahawks lose back to back? Will they lose back to back? That's the question here, right? That, that's really the question. The 49ers running on all cylinders. They beat us, whatever. I prophesized this month. Yes, prophesied. That's what I'm saying. Months oh, ago. Okay. The Seahawks are pretenders, and I predicted when the losing streak would start, folks. Here we are. Like I pound Johnny Cinco every episode, the Johnny Seahawks lose this one. Drop two games in a row at home for the first time in a long time. 49ers win, baby. Now, uh, that was amazing. Yeah, amazing. Uh, it was. I know. Sarcasm. Acknowledge. Uh, what did I say when Seattle lost to the Rams? That... Now Seattle, they have to win against a tough team, a team they're supposed to lose against. They have to win a game they're not supposed to win in order to make up for this loss that they should have never had. That's called foreshadowing, Chris. You don't know what that's about. How skilled analysis and broadcasters understand that. Um, Seattle is a better team. 
than what they showed last week. And they're playing at home. They rarely lose, if ever, two straight games at home. Get to the ding. My only concern is if <laughs> Geno Smith, <laughs> Smith so plays. Oh, now, okay. he got hurt in a tackle by Donald, and it's questionable. Uh, but I expect Geno to tough it out and play. And the Seattle Seahawks are beating the Niners <laughs> team on Thanksgiving. Okay. Sending all Niners fans into an even deeper turkey coma. It's happening. I'm telling you, Seattle is winning this game. So you can go with Chris, who goes the most obvious, the Niners are going to win. Everybody has the Niners winning. One That's thing, what he sounds One like. thing our fans but, know is that I'm anything that, but predictable. Yeah, yeah, I don't he, hear nothing. Yeah, he picks those ridiculous picks that's never right on. Except they were. With one. Brain the, dance. The, the only exception is the Browns versus the Niners. Jordan. I give him props. The only one there. That's okay. the only one. Everything okay. else, he's a long cane poly guy yeah. calling every single shot. Yeah, I beat you last week. happening there. Okay. Yeah, by one. By one. So, so, so make sure we clear when you backpedal. You picked the Seahawks? The oh, okay. Miami Dolphins. <laughs> At the New Jersey Jets. So, what can we say about this game, my friends? Really, what can we say? Honestly, I mean, I'm asking the genuine question here. Please comment on Twitter if you haven't answered. Like, what can we say about this game? The Dolphins get another team without a winning record that they have to play against. The the, the Jets have no idea who's the starting QB. The day after being thankful for Thanksgiving, the Jets will have nothing to be thankful about. There's no question the Dolphins win a game they're supposed to win. Mic drop. Yeah, the, the Simeon era they begins, you know, uh, for the Jersey Jets, and they face the Dolphins at home. So at least he's in Jersey there. Dolphins will win this game. I don't need to go into everything else. I don't see how offensively this Jersey Jets team will win against this team. It's not happening. The Dolphins are going to win this game. Don't overthink it. It's happening. The New Orleans Saints at the Atlanta Falcons. The worst nightmare for Chris. He has to pick a winner in the NFC South. That's not the Tampa Bay Bucks. Oh, my God. His head is about to explode. What's he going to do? Well, of course. And I have to pick one because, unlike you, my team actually has a chance of winning the division. So, that being said, folks, you got to go for the Falcons. It's, it's, it's very simple. The Falcons are 3-2 and two at home. you got to go with them so that they can go ahead and give the Saints a loss. They can both be 5-6. and six. Then the Bucks win. You know where I'm going with this, folks. Falcons, do your job. You have one job. Please beat the Saints. That's it. Mic drop. Okay. They're playing at home. Atlanta. That's That doesn't matter with this team. They don't have a fan base. I'm sorry, but nobody cares. They don't have a, a home field advantage. This Atlanta Falcons team, they don't. Unless this game comes down to a game-winning field goal, it's not happening. The Saints are winning this game because they're a better team. And that's point blank all that matters. The Pittsburgh Steelers. At Cincinnati Bengals. Don't call it a comeback. Folks, the offensive coach was fired for a reason in Pittsburgh. He was fired because Pickett is too much of a talent to be wasted. Because Pickens is too much of a talent to be wasted. So, don't call it a comeback, folks. Pickett to Pickens is back. Just like I said it would be. The The Pittsburgh Steelers are going to run the, the next, like, I think I saw four or five games are against sub-500 teams. The Steelers are on a run, and it starts here. I expect it to rain in this game. Of course, weather, that's the way it's going to be. So it may not be as many yards this week, but 
Pickett to Pickens is back, baby. Let's go. Yeah, I think everyone in the AFC North is making the playoffs with the exception of the Bengals based on what just happened here. But Pickett to Pickens isn't a thing. Now, Pickens is a good receiver. Pickett is not a good quarterback. So that's why Pickett to Pickens is never going to be a thing. Stop, stop like, track. It's not, it's not happening. The Bengals are done. Both teams now have bad offenses. So I give it to Tomlin, who wins games like this somehow, and they take advantage of other teams' misfortune. Steelers, they have a weak schedule moving forward. Their division's collapsing around them. So by default, they will rise and kind of make take, the, take advantage of everything that's happening. But in this particular game, the Steelers are winning against this Bengals team because Burrow's not there. And now the Bengals season's over. The Carolina Panthers at Tennessee Titans. Oh, it was my turn? Oh, yeah. I, I got confused with that one of those rants. <laughs> Panthers and Titans, folks, the battle of the rookie quarterbacks. I, I wish the NFL could pay me to watch this game, but I'm going to have to watch it no matter what. I don't want to watch this game. It's going to be rained out. There's what there, there's rain in Tennessee for this one. Tennessee's 3-1 at home. So that has to mean something. So I guess, I guess, since I have to pick a winner here, the Titans are going to win a sloppy one in Tennessee. Titans win, but this is going to be just an ugly, ugly game, Johnny. Yeah, this, this game is terrible, but it'll be somewhat interesting. Like you mentioned the weather. So we're talking about the weather. It's bad. It's going to be bad throwing weather. Right. You have a couple of quarterbacks that are young. They're not going to be throwing the ball. They're going to hand the ball off. And, and who does the Titans have? The Titans have King Henry. You have King Henry... You're going to win a Russian battle. It's going to happen. It's at home in, in Tennessee. Of course the Titans are winning this game. The Carolina Panthers are not. They had a chance to win it. It was a, it was a nice sunny day, but it's not. Titans are winning this big game by King Henry. It's happening. The Tampa Bay Yacht Boys versus the Indianapolis Colts. Love to call that guy King Henry, huh? Bucks and Colts, folks. Let me be honest with you guys. Florida Man Sports Podcast. Four out of five guys are questionable on defense for the Bucks. They're all starters, which at this point, it's not really saying much the way they've been throwing the ball on us, but that's just the way that it is. Too many injuries on defense, and we just can't afford it. Menchu is going to have an all-star throwing game. I know I know he is. Bucks lose. Oh I hate Johnny. God. I'm not done. Bucks lose. I hate Johnny. Patriots are trash. I'm out. Oh my god! Did that just happen? I can understand I Chris. You. I hate you. Picking the Niners to beat the Yacht Boys, but for him to pick such a mediocre team like the Indianapolis Colts. Do you know how injuries work? Do you know how injuries work, Johnny? Do you know how injuries work? How dare you call yourself a fan? Oh, oh my oh. god! I threw up in my hole. Oh, Hold on. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Hold on. Okay. You smelled your breath. Okay. Okay. Got it. Indianapolis <laughs> is playing at home, and I haven't seen any real reason as of late to think that the Tampa Bay Yacht Boys can beat this team, even with Menchu. And like I said, like Chris just said, excuse me, a bunch of injuries on defense. So it's something to where, like, one, I'm not going to pick the Tampa Bay Yacht Boys. They've been disappointing um, since they, they fooled me. Really, my co-host fooled me in thinking that they were better than, they, than I originally predicted. They're not. They are who we thought they were. 
And the Tampa Bay Yacht Boys are losing this game. Me and Chris are high-fiving right now as we high-five to the losing Tampa Bay team. I can't high-five when I'm holding up one finger. I can't high-five when I'm holding up one finger. Listen, I, I, I love how you go into this rant about this game calling me out. For not picking the Bucks, and yet on you. the next, in the, and I, I know, and, and I already know the game that's next is the Patriots and Giants, and okay. how you are just bulldozing your team to continue okay. to lose games. So trash is taking okay. out the trash. Let's let's, let's trash. get into, let's get into trash. it. Trash, trash. New England Patriots, yeah. America's team, right? Versus the Jersey Giants. Speaking of trash, Danny DeVito is the real deal, folks. So, that's, you're, that's, so, you're, so you're agreeing that the Bucks that, are trash? That's that's the real. No, speaking of trash, Patriots. Oh. Yeah, okay. Danny DeVito's the real deal, folks. Don't let Johnny fool you. Patriots don't know. Don't let Johnny fool you. I don't, picked, da- don't I picked let DeVito. Johnny fool you. It's not Danny Patriots DeVito. Patriots <laughs> don't know. Yeah, it is Danny. For me, it is. Patriots don't know what they're doing at the QB position. That's really the story here. Poor Johnny has nothing better to do. His team is trash. Has been trash all year. Has no chance of winning a division. Has no chance of doing anything other than to argue about where his coach is going to go. Johnny is lost, folks. But don't worry. He's going to find a home in this one because Johnny... Team's going to lose. Giants win. You picked the Giants to win this game. This is one of the few games the Patriots can win. But they're not going to win this game. Oh, God. Because the team is cursed. What did I tell you, folks? They are cursed after what they did to the great Thomas Brady. Oh, my God. The Giants win. And the Patriots get one loss closer to the number one overall pick. This, Let's go, New England. This is what I say, folks. Oh, I'm so happy you're still listening to the podcast at this point. This is what happens once again. Johnny plugs in Tom Brady. Now, because of what they did to Tom Brady, they expect to lose. Is that is that that's the new thing now? That's, Listen, that's what it is. It's not, I didn't make up the, the the curse of Tom Brady. <laughs> oh, okay, it's a thing. It's a thing. Okay. It's a thing. All right. <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars at Houston Texans. All right, folks. Gloves are off. Let's talk about the game of the week. This is the game of the week. Game of the week. Texans are not a stepping stone. I said episodes ago, don't sleep on the Texans. They're at home, and they know the implications that this game has on the division and on making the playoffs. That's right, Houston Texans fans. Making the freaking playoffs. Man, it's crazy. I'm not going to go to the uh, offensive bounce back that the Jags had to change, you know, about this game or like now they're back because Ridley had to. No, not doing that. Texans win, baby. They're at home. They win. They're the better team. Sorry, Jaguar fans. Florida Man Podcast here. I am genuinely sorry, but Jacksonville is going to prove that they are the Jaguars. Texans win. The only thing you were correct about that oh, whole God, useless rant, that this was the game of the week, folks. The game of the weeks. Jaguars at Texans. The Jaguars are better. They have the... Oh, I'm sorry? They just showed their offense in the last game. And this is a Houston team that can score some points. So the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to have to score some points. They're going to have to really show up while their defense is doing their thing. It doesn't matter. Houston's going to score points. Jacksonville is going to have to score some points. Ridley has finally awoken from his slumber. And this Jags team is ready. The Jacksonville Jaguars are winning this game. I don't care what Chris says. It's nonsense. No disrespect to the Houston 
They do have a good team, but this is a tough team, a tough game that the Jags need to win, and they will. All right, Chris, the Cleveland Browns at Denver Broncos. So I don't think the Browns have enough offensive power to get this win. Honestly, that's really the story here because as good as that defense is, uh, Johnny, the Broncos are just too hot. Um, I, I, you know, I also don't think the Broncos' current win streak is a mistake. I think that they deserve to be where they are right now as a 500 team. Broncos will have a winning record after this one. Give me the Broncos to win at home, and they're probably going to lose ugly. Browns are probably going to get at least 14, I don't know, 21 points. It's going to be a, it's going to be a blowout, I think. So you finally, I mean, I, I'm. It's like a father watching his son, kind of like hit, hit, get his first hit in baseball or his first real tackle in football. Oh, oh. Here, Chris has finally learned from me that like and this, the Broncos take here. It's, this is going to be a tough game. The no. Cleveland's defense is far superior. Denver has been on a roll, and they're at home. It's a low-scoring game that somehow the Broncos are finishing on top. The Broncos are going to keep rolling. Broncos win this game against a tough Cleveland team. So all that BS ran, but at the end of the day, you're, we're both picking them winning, but you're saying it's a close game. I'm saying it's a blowout. That was it. It's going to be a close game. Neither team has a prolific offense, and, and the Cleveland, the the quarterback, Russell Wilson, is a much better quarterback than uh, um Joe Flacco is not starting this particular game. Right, right. They're still going to have the rook in play. But that defense is going to hold this team in, in the game. They're playing at home in Denver. Those things lead me to saying that the Broncos are winning this game. But it's not going to be a blowout. The fake Los Angeles Rams at Arizona Cardinals. So, I don't know what you call them, fake. The Matthew Stafford is the glue that keeps this team together. As we saw this last week, folks. So this is going to be a close game. I already said that Murray is playing for his job, and he knows it. Kyron Williams is back for the Rams, so that definitely helps the Rams, and it helps fantasy owners like myself, who had him on the IR the last few weeks. Chargers win. They're going to, the Cardinals are going to play good at home. It's going to be a close game, but the Rams are going to win this one. They are the better team. This is the amazing analysis by my counterpart here, Chris who still sometimes mixes up the Rams and the Chargers. So who's winning, the Chargers or the Rams? The Rams. Okay, thank you for saying that, Derek. Here. What? I said... Both teams will oh, struggle you wanna, here. Oh, you want to talk Both about mothers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's mother time. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Let me hear. Go ahead. Go ahead. Both teams are going to struggle here, but the Cardinals <laughs> are at home. And I expect... That rust to come off of Murray, and he's going to have his best game here. Mm. Arizona Cardinals are winning this game at home against the Rams, Chris. The Rams. Yeah, I know. Against the San Diego Chargers. (laughs) Kansas City Chiefs at Las Vegas Raiders. Hey. Palette cleanser alert. Patent pending. The Chiefs need to exercise some demons after last week. That's what's going to happen in this game. The NFL caters to them. So they gave them a Sunday afternoon game, Johnny, to make sure they get enough rest, right? So the bubble has popped for the Raiders after the coaching change. The Chiefs win, no question. They're going to win in Las Vegas. It's going to probably be a blowout. Chiefs win. It's it's not going to be a blowout. This is a tough 
divisional game. Nah. And with this new coach, the Raiders Fake news. Are, are not a doormat. Okay. That being said, yes, Kansas City is winning this game as they rarely lose two games in a row. They haven't done so in years. So I don't expect it to happen against the Raiders. But it's not going to be a cakewalk. It's not happening. The Buffalo Bills at Philadelphia Eagles, Chris. So this is game of the week 2.0. I, I have a hard time betting against the Eagles earlier. I mentioned to you, Johnny, They, in my opinion, they are the best team in all football right now. However, records are meant to be broken, right? They have to lose at home at some point this year. They're 4-0 at home. The better team is going to lose this game, folks. This is why you listen to the Florida Man Sports Podcast. This is why I beat Johnny week after week after week. Bills with too much to play for. They win this game and turn that division upside down. Mic drop. Just so you know, um, Chris is getting dominated on picks. Um, so I don't know. What I he's challenge our about. fans to listen to previous but, episodes to, to see if that's true. The uh, game is at Philadelphia, and oh boy. Buffalo yeah. can win this game. They need to win this game. Allen can't be '90s Brett Favre because of the desperation by this Bills team. They're facing some serious desperation. I've already alluded to the desperation over the last few weeks, talking about how the Bills have the most difficult schedule. They Can they actually beat the Eagles at home? They have to win a tough game to make the playoffs. They fired their offensive coordinator, which was a mistake, by the way. The great Ken Dorsey was a scapegoat for terrible play. I'm surprised no team has picked him up. Yes, he'll be picked up sooner rather than later. Your team should pick him up because he's the man. Mm. That being said, this week, the Buffalo Bills are winning in Philadelphia. They are beating the Eagles. It's happening because of pure desperation. They need it more. They want it more. It's happening here. Johnny Johnny cannot lose to me back-to-back weeks by so many, so he has to copy me. Go ahead. I already told you. We have have our separate picks. Oh, okay. But... I ain't going undefeated. I told you guys. Okay. I feel it in my bones. Yeah. My picks. I, you can't go wrong with my picks. Our, Forget our, what our Chris listeners, is saying. Our listeners I'm know. Telling you what's happening. Our listeners know. One, if they can, if they can, one thing they can count on Johnny. Just one thing out of the whole week of their <laughs> that they're having is that when you say something, then you're still out of the opposite thing happens. <laughs> That's not accurate. Oh my god. The Baltimore Ravens <laughs> at. Los Angeles Chargers. So I okay. I expected so much more from the Rams. Just kidding. From the Chargers. <laughs> I expected so much more from this Chargers team. They they have lost so many close games, but we already know that, folks. We already know, right? They are at home. If the Ravens are for real, then this is a game you have to win. You must beat a team that did not expect to be four and six. Who are playing for some, they're basically playing desperate football at this point. If you're for real, you have to win games like this on prime time. So the Ravens are for real. Ravens win, beating the Chargers at home. Mike Drop. Mike Drop wasn't necessary in that. You're just making your pick. It's, <laughs> but I, I mean, Mike Drop like five times. <laughs> the worst coach in the league is going to lose. It's actually going to be a close game against Baltimore. 
But that's how it is. And that's how we're gonna go. it's going to go, how it's gone this entire season. Staley can't win close games. They have a great team, this Chargers team. That's how it's been this entire, like, since this organization has been established. They have great teams. They just can't win because they can't pick proper coaching. They're not winning at home against Baltimore. And I'm not very high on the Baltimore Ravens. And they're still winning this game. It's how it is. Baltimore's winning this game. Stop going, copying me. Don't even second guess yourself. <laughs> Stop copying me. The Chicago Bears divisional game at Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, we close out Monday night football. This is going to be a fun game, man. Like Justin Fields is back. Bears are playing inspirational, losing losing pretty, if that's a thing. And uh, the Vikings have something to play for. They're six and five. They had that winning streak just come to an end. Um, Give me the Vikings, man. They're at home. They're going to win this. It's going to be a little bit of a nail-biter. And um, it's going to be a fun game to watch. Vikings win. They're at 7-5 and five without their star wide receiver, without their star quarterback. I can assure you that losing pretty is not a thing. It's, it's just so, losing. So. Nobody cares if you lose pretty. People much prefer to win ugly. Uh, but uh, uh. the game is at Minnesota. So I'm going to give the edge to the home team in a tough divisional game. Bears-Minnesota honestly can go either way, depending on how Fields plays. But I'm going to give the edge to Minnesota. Another week with Dobbs. Minnesota's winning this game. Undefeated Johnny's telling you to stick with my picks, and I won't let you down. I'm telling you. Yeah, never been undefeated Johnny is giving you some bad advice, I've come the closest. Yeah. Okay, folks, those are the picks, the predictions of this week, Thanksgiving week. And we can't talk about the picks and the games that are happening without talking about fantasy football because now more than ever, folks, now more than ever, the waiver wire, Johnny, don't steer our fans wrong. You got, you've been wrong the last few weeks. You got to get this one right. Who is your top waiver wire pickup? This is why um, Chris should want run for politics. He just throws out like fiction and calls it facts. Last week, I gave you DeVito. DeVito, another one you didn't even see coming. It's like, who? It, it's DeVito who gave you almost 30 points. Who are like, there's no way. No, he lit it up. You're welcome. You said Danny it, DeVito, but okay. It, I did not. You said Danny <laughs> DeVito. Yeah, this week, it's my preseason sleeper. It's Jaden Reed, the wide receiver for Green Bay. Rostered only 18% of teams, back-to-back 20-point performances, and he takes on a Detroit team where you know this Packers team is going to be playing from behind all day. And that means a lot of throws, and their best deep threat is this rookie, you pick up Jaden Reed if you need a flex option, a wide receiver too. It's happening. Pick him up, Jaden Reed, off the waiver wire. You're welcome. Okay. Stole my you're welcome. All right, folks. So, for me, I actually have two, Johnny. Not just one. I've got two. I've been greedy. And, 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 and here's why I have two. Because one, if you're listening to the podcast right now, you may need somebody that you need to start right now. So I have somebody for you. But two, you also may need somebody that you want to stash because you maybe have a winning record like myself and you want to see what he does. So for the stash, it's Zach Chabernet, the running back for the Seattle Seahawks. The reason why this kid is a stash is because, of course, when injuries happen, what happens, right? 
The spoils goes to the next man up. And that's what's going to happen here. There's injuries in that running back in the depth. He's rostered in 32% of ESPN rosters. So if he's available, you're not going to want to necessarily play him against the 49ers, but you want to stash him, right? Especially when running backs are a hot commodity. And then somebody to start right now, I actually love the fact, I give you credit, Donnie, I love the fact that you picked a wide receiver from Green Bay because I've got Jordan Love. He's back to being NFL relevant. So start him, folks. Back-to-back 20-point games, rostered in only 40% of ESPN leagues. If Jordan Love is available, you pick him up and you start him right away. So actually, we can actually agree on this, the you know quarterback-wide receiver combo. You're welcome. How you welcome? You're welcome. You're welcome. I I went first. I want to read and talk to you about that. How they're going to be playing from behind. So by default, since they're going to be playing from behind and Ray's going to tear it up, who's throwing him the ball? Jordan Love. You're welcome, sir. Okay, Chris. This NFL season, obviously, they own this part of the year. But while it's early, the NFL is in full swing. Should be the NBA is in full swing. So, I did just say it's early, but I want to know. Listen, it's early, I get it. But I want to know who's your early season pick for MVP in the NBA. Who's it going to be, Chris? It's never too early, man. Like, so I love the question because it really is never too it early. It is too early. It's no, early. No, We're discussing no, it. Who is your because, super because, early because MVP I want to remind folks who watch NBA games and know this. It, right now, we're like one-sixth, right? I did the math. One-sixth into the NBA That's season. Early. And, That's and, early. That's and, early. And it's easy when you have a good record now than it is playing from behind. Statistics show that. Magic fans know that from last season. I digress. The MVP early candidate. I can't believe I'm saying this. I, uh, man, I can't believe I'm saying this. For me, Johnny, it's LeBron James. Uh, I'm about to walk It's out. LeBron I'm, James. I'm, I'm Hold, on. Hold, on. I'm, Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. What? I know, I know. I can't believe it. i just saying it. It feels wrong. But here's why I'm going with LeBron James, man. I have been so hard on this young man throughout his career. I What is he, like 49 years old right now? 26 points per game leading the Lakers, man. I mean, that, that you got to give credit when credit is due. <laughs> Hold on. The They're 8-6. and six. They're in the playoff hunt. They're doing a lot better than they did last year or the year before that. Just hear me out. Hear me out. Do I have to? You have to. 26 points. He's leading the team in points. He's leading the team in assists. And I'm going to tell you right now, Johnny, 26 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals per game, keeping the Lakers relevant in the Western Conference. If that does not make you an MVP candidate. It doesn't. I don't know what does. I'm going to tell you what does. I don't know what does. I'm about to explain it because that's not it. Because you want to see here because... The because it's the Lakers. No, because no. it's the Lakers. That's my point. No, no I don't. No, okay. because it's the Lakers well, and other. Before you and go on your rant, before you go on your rant, oh, one last thing. I'm ready. In a season where Anthony Davis is supposed to be your goat to carry the yep. team, yep. LeBron James is doing it again. That's the go. Pro- that's the problem. Go. You want to sit here and talk about oh LeBron James because of other players on your team just happen to be mediocre. Other, we are very established. This is supposed to be Anthony Davis's team. This is supposed to be handed off, and he had just failed, 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 failed. Other players' failure doesn't equal to your success. It's you did your thing. You're and you're eight and six. Oh, congratulations! I'm being two games over five hundred. Here's your MVP trophy, LeBron. That's nonsense. While he's older, and people are giving him props because they're comparing it. 
the way the rules are set up in the NBA, it's designed for you to, to succeed offensively. So LeBron, no disrespect, good for you, awesome. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're doing what other 38-year-olds wouldn't do. But the, a 38-year-old Jordan, a 38-year-old Carl Malone, a 38-year-old David Robinson, in this format in the NBA would do exactly what you're doing, if not more. So, no, you're not a damn MVP candidate. There are a lot of names to consider. I can't believe that I'm defending LeBron James, but that was just the utterly the dumbest commentary rant. You've done some dumb rants in your time, so we've been in this podcast. Uh My dumb rant ain't over. Oh, I know, but that was probably one of the dumbest. You're saying, you're throwing out names like David Robinson right now. In this era of basketball. Former MVP. In this this era of basketball. That's what I'm talking about. That's my point. We're not talking about them, though. We're talking about this with this play. No, this this is what I'm I'm talking about. You're hyping up up LeBron for being eight and six. I'm gonna, I'm gonna school oh, you. I'm gonna school you right here. Oh, congratulations you on your eight and six record. I'm gonna ask you a question. Eight and six, LeBron. I'm gonna ask you a oh, question. Answer this honestly. Without LeBron James, with Anthony Davis holding the crown there, what would their record be? It would be much worse. I rest my case. That doesn't MVP. Mean, that doesn't mean MVP. That doesn't go mean ahead, MVP. Go ahead, go ahead, yeah. There are a lot just, of I names. Just, I just might drop oh, for the ninth time. Go ahead, yeah. Go okay. Go there are a lot of names to consider. Now the obvious ones. Are Djokovic, you know, Luca, Tatum. The less obvious, uh, but I mentioned in preseason, are Anthony Edwards out of Minnesota. And out of nowhere, uh, the Gilgis Alexander from OKC, who's averaging 29.6.6 rebounds, 5.8, 2.5 steals a game. That's out of nowhere. But for me, it's clearly, clearly Joel Embiid. Almost 32 points per game, 11 rebounds, 6 assists, and the team is in first place in the East. They're in first place. So you want to sit here and knock this, this oh, LeBron 8-6 and six record, congratulations. That's what, 6th place in the West. That's not going to do it for you here, okay? I'm moving, and B is playing so well, and this Philadelphia team is playing so well. I am moving past Boston and Milwaukee in the East. And now, my favorite Uh. to rep the East in the NBA Finals is the Philadelphia 76ers. Since getting rid of that cancer hardened, and they're playing Maxi, who actually complements the game of Embiid, this team is complete. So it's early, but Embiid is primed to earn back-to-back MVPs, a true MVP candidate, a true MVP frontrunner, LeBron James. Get the heck out of my face with that nonsense. So you basically picked the 76ers, a team who last episode, yours truly was like the most surprised and doing well. You basically bit off of that, and now you want to pick and beat. That's fine. I bit off that. I I gave you the breakdown, the rundown. You want to pick up LeBron. LeBron James. I love him so much. I wish I could wear his jock strap. Why why, why would I? Did I say that? I'm not a LeBron fan. I'm not. That's not what I said. I'm not a LeBron fan. But but here. Pretty sure. But here's the here's the bottom line, and here and this is where this is why this is early, folks. This is why you're hearing this now. The early predictions of uh-huh. MVP. Let's hear it. But ultimately, folks, ultimately, when you have to carry your team on your back, that's number one. That's the first thing when you're talking about MVP. And both LeBron James and Embiid, I'm giving you credit, uh, do that. So that's part one. Part two, if that player was not on that team, 
Would they be? Would they even be in the playoffs for the Lakers? It's a solid no. For Philly, eh, they probably would. That's be right a bunch now. of nonsense. Be no, they're not. Team, no, no, they're not. Team. Oh, oh, oh Maxi, oh, Maxi oh, Harris, Max, you just oh said my it. God, you, you just said it. You've got to be kidding me. You just so said right it. now, Doc Rivers. Like right now, the number one seed in the East is Philadelphia by Embiid and this team. Everything was happening, but mainly Embiid. You take away Embiid. Oh, you're saying? Oh, they're going to drop down to what? Seventh. Seventh. Six. Yeah. Currently, right now, with this amazing play by LeBron James, they're the sixth seed in the West. That's my point. They're the sixth seed. That's so, my so point. Now, so now, so you're making my point. Yo, you're making my point. Oh my so that God, Embiid bro. is playing so Jesus dominant. Christ. They're the number one seed. No, right now, number one. That is and, my and point. and how great as LeBron's playing, they're the number six. So you right. take away, right. you take away Embiid. At best, you're saying, oh, they're the six. They're the same team. No, they they jump up. Like according to you, five places to the top seed. The MVP is leading their team to the first, second seed. That's it. So it's because an- they make an- the players around them better. Analytics, they make them around them the better. Lakers, so no. The Lakers have played teams with a combined record average of 658. And the Philadelphia 76ers have beaten teams with their record of an average of 428. But hey, who's keeping count? No, I totally made that up. But no, look. <laughs> I had an answer for that, but that's another segment. I just made that up. Because, ultimately, we're going to have to agree to disagree. So, with that said, Johnny, let's play Let's play. Let's play. Let's play a little true or false. Unbelievable. Florida Man Sports Podcast. Let's clear the deck. Let's talk about our Florida teams. And I want to play a little true or false. We'll start with, you know, let's start with Orlando. I'm going to say something. You tell me true or false. Be honest, now that you got that butt whooping that I gave you, now you acknowledge that the Magic are a good team. LeBron is going to Orlando? Is that what you're telling me? You want LeBron or Orlando? Okay, true or false? Fanboy. Orlando Magic, yeah, okay, Miami fan. Orlando Magic will win more than 45 games this season. True or false? Uh, That's a false. Oh, my God. They're going to win less than 45. Oh, my skinniches. I hope you guys are listening to me. Okay, yeah. And... I want the Orlando Magic mm-hmm. to succeed. Okay. Um, they haven't won more than 45 games since the 2010-2011 season. Mm. So why in the world would I expect them to win that now? I have them at the 8th seed this year, up from my 10th seed that I placed them preseason. They will have between 35 and 40 wins this season. That's the truth. I'm not a delirious fan who lives on hopes and dreams. The facts are the facts, and this team isn't good enough to win over 45 games. I just gave it to you. Here it is. You're welcome. Okay, again, stealing my lines. Orlando finished 34 and 48 last year. Okay. And you're basically saying that they'll win one more game if they finish at 35. That is just you, you, the fact that you are unprepared. You said between 35 and 40. So the fact that the fact that you're only giving them possibly one game compared to last year, that's just insulting. It's ridiculous. The fact that they started already this year, the fact that they're top 10 in the power rankings, what you're saying once again makes absolutely no sense so here's the reality folks orlando magic are going to win 45 or more games that is a fact that is going to happen this year they have the number one defense in the entire nba folks we have problems at three-point efficiency we know this we know this okay 
Short of that, we've got the sixth man, check. We've got the double the double dragon, the double duo with Wagner. Yeah, exactly. And Bencaro, check. What we need is just to fix the three-point efficiency. Short of that, we are a team that's going to win more than 45 games this year. Once again, my counterpart can't be more wrong. And you know what's funny though, Johnny? At first you were dogging the magic. Now you're moving them up from 10th to 8th, blah, 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 right? It's so funny. It's going to get to the point where you're like, well, they're going to be top seven, but I don't know about five. And this is what's going to happen as the season goes on because the magic continue to prove how no. wrong you are. No, I, I moved them from the 10th seed to the 8th. That's where they're going to stay. So you want to see... Well, that's where they're going to stay. Yeah, okay. That's where they're going to stay here. You're, you're, okay. you're, you're incorrect. Okay. I moved them a little bit more. You're, okay. you're asking the question is, are they going to win more at or more than 45? And I said, they're going to be less. They're winning 35 to 40. So yeah. you're saying that what they won last year, but only one more. No, they can win up to a few games more, up to 40 games this season. That's what I said. But they're going to win less than the 45. Preseason, I talked about their three-point shooting, their efficiency, and how bad it was. It was it a was bottom five in the league. And they needed to, to fix that. And it's clear they have not. This league now is a three-point shooting league. And we don't have any three-point shooters. It, D3 is not coming out of the retirement to start shooting some threes for you. It's not happening. It's, th- it's 3D. Lewis. It's 3D, not D3. You Lewis. Schmuck. Oh, Den- Dennis Scott, number three. 3D. So, 3D. sorry. Okay. Regardless, 3D. it's not happening. Okay. It's not happening. Okay? So, it's regardless of what you say, everything I said is factual. Okay. They haven't had a 45 win or more season okay. in over a decade since 2010, 2011. What have you seen that's going to tell you that, oh, they're definitely going to match or surpass that? It's not there. That's a delirious fan speaking. Okay. You're, you're hearing it from somebody who's sane, who's looking at the numbers, and clearly Orlando's not reaching that 45-win threshold. This is why you want to listen to this Florida Man Sports Podcast. It's going to be an exciting NBA season proving this man wrong. Johnny, true or false, Miami Heat will win more than 48 games this season? Now, this is an interesting question. 48 or more. So you can do 48. This is an interesting question. Mm -hmm. The Heat, they won 44 games last year. Right. In the down year. 52 games the year before. Over the last 10 years, they have went back and forth on their win totals. This is their year up, so I expect more than 44 wins than last year. Mm. This has been their trend over the last decade. You see, Chris, when a team has a great coach, you can rely on positive trends. When a team is terrible, you can rely on the negative trends. You don't look for anomalies just because you have your hopes and dreams and this is why the Heat will succeed this year with essentially the same squad as last. And the Magic will continue to live in NBA purgatory. The Miami Heat will have more wins than what you just mentioned, 48 wins. Just because of what they've shown over the last 10 years. Up and down, up and down. Last year, 44. They're going over that. I'm going over this, the, the, the win total you mentioned. You heard the facts. You've heard the the essentially the, the statistics, the analytics. You've seen it here, folks. 
It's happening. Listen to Johnny. Another great analysis by my counterpart, Johnny, over here, who basically tells you guys, well, guys, I looked at ESPN.com, and then oh, one year they were bad, and one no. year they were good, and one year they were no, bad, and now this year they're going to be good. That's exactly what our fans that's just not got. What I sound that's like. exactly what they just heard. And, here, and here's the reality, folks. The reason why you listen to this is because you do want to hear both opinions from these Florida men. And here's my opinion, folks. One's correct, one's wrong. No, here, here's my opinion. As much as I want Miami to be successful, you got to have winners, you got to have losers. And this year, unfortunately, Miami is not going to win 48 games. It's not going to happen. I know what you're saying. Well, Christian, you just love the magic. Well, Christian, don't you know that they have just gone on, you know, eight and two and they're in a, you know, whatever win streak before they lost? And just, you know, I get all that. This is a long season, folks. It's a long season. And I stand by what I said. The magic are going to be ahead of Miami in the playoffs when it's all said and done. Therefore, therefore, they're not going to win 48 or more games. They're probably going to be closer to the 45-game mark. And if and when I'm right, I'm going to literally copy this little segment and replay it on Instagram for Johnny just so I can prove how right I am. Unfortunately, folks, there's got to be a winner and a loser. Miami's not going to get it done this year. It's going to be 40. Well, they'll be in the playoffs, but not ahead of the Magic. They're going to be ahead. At the end of the day, I'm betting on four games for Miami. Like I've said, it's it, consistency happens with good head coaching. And nobody has a better head coach than the Miami Heat. So they won 52 games last year. The year before, excuse me. Last year they won, they, they won 44 games. The year before, 52. So now they're, by default, over the trend over the last decade... They're going to win more than 44 games. I love how you just repeated what I said. So they if they're going to win more than 44 games, if they're going to win more than 44 games, I'm betting it's going to be at least four games more. It could be one or two games more, but I'm betting it's going to be more than four games oh. more. So yes, they're going to. And by default, over what I just mentioned, everything with the Orlando Magic, they're not winning that many games. It's not oh. happening. Oh. It's going to be less than... the. It's, it's not disrespect. It's just facts. When you have what what NBA teams or any sports franchise, coaching matters. Coaching shows stability. And there's stability with the Miami Heat. There's no stability with the Orlando Magic. False. So you can false. De- you can depend. That is so false. Listen, we're you talking can, about we're, we're talking about. Uh, I gotta throw the flag. We're, we're talking about games and this and that. And I throwing out coaches. I I give you that Spolster is the best coach in basketball right now. Yeah. Top two, whatever. That's fine. But don't tell me I'm that people two, don't love to don't, don't tell me that people don't love to play for Coach Mosley. What has he done? Don't tell what me. What has he done? It I'm doesn't matter. You that. Did you not see it, the Dallas game when, when freaking the when when they all the Dallas players are running up to him, hugging him? How much they care about? Him. Dude, the guy that people want to play for this guy. Nobody cares. People want to play for him. Okay, Jesus. When, when, it, com- up a whole when it comes to to coaching God. in any sport, it's about results. It's about wins. It's about losses. That's all that matters. If they like to have a beer with the guy, if they're like, "Oh my God, you're so awesome, you're so cool," they give him a hug after a win. Yeah, no, nobody cares game, about that. Before the game, Luca was hugging him, going, "Yo, man, can I get a trade?" That's all right. Listen, no, I, I, I digress. Have, nobody I digress. cares about that nonsense. It comes down to wins and losses, okay. and you have championship pedigree with Spolstra, who learned from the great Pat Riley, and you see what he can do. You can, and coaches that you stick with, your checks and now your Spolstra. Listen, listen, all right. He, Spolster is fine. legit. That's you know fine. he's the best coach in okay. the NBA. No disrespect to, to 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 Pop 
or, or what's happening there. He's the best coach in the NBA Denver, right now. Yeah, coaches, no, best yeah. coach in the NBA right now is Spolstra, who can take a team who's not supposed to get to the championship and get him there. Oh, yeah. Because that's what he's shown and he's proven. And he's won multiple championships. He's legit. He's good. He's the guy that people want to play for. People don't want to play Johnny, for Johnny, this coach for the Magic. When Johnny, I don't want to hear it. When Johnny's getting that beat down on the over-under, true or false, he wants to go to coach. That's all right. Listen, folks. That's all right. Let's clear the deck one last time. One last thing we got to talk about because it is early in the NBA season. I've you remember the '90s, Johnny? You know you were like 35 years old back in the '90s. You remember when people would say, "Oh, the West is so tough," or "The East is so right." There was conference like who's got the better conference right now? This point, Johnny. True or false? The Eastern Conference is the harder conference in the league right now. Listen, it's. It's always been one conference right. who's been completely dominant over right. the other. Right. But this is probably the closest mm. I've seen these two in quite some time, if not ever. Right. I agree. Okay. I agree. The East is being led by Boston, Philadelphia, Milwaukee. The West, surprisingly, Minnesota, Denver, Oklahoma City. Those are your top three teams in each league right That's now. Crazy. Yeah. Right now. With the West, they have Dallas. Sacramento, the Lakers, Phoenix, Golden State. So for me, I have to give it to the West. So no, the East isn't the most dominant right now. The West is the most dominant conference in the NBA. There's just too much talent there. And it's not to say that the West is so much better, but right now they are. But it's just what I'm seeing. The top three teams are interesting, but overall... I have to give it to the Western Conference. Wow. Oh, listen, by the way, Chris, wow. um, since we, I mean, we're not talking about this right now, but how's your, your Rookie of the Year pick, um, Scoo Henderson, doing? No, well, uh, I'll answer that, but I'm going to I'll, I'll answer it for uh, you. Answer, Currently, he's uh, in the G I'll, League. I'll answer He's in the G I'll League. With, before that, eight points, four uh, assists in the game, shooting 34% uh, in the league. Ouch, man. My pick, I, I love Chet how... Holgram, is averaging 17, 8, and 2 while shooting 56 just saying, your picks you are terrible. Could've, you could have waited. Just make sure. Look, you could have waited. No, I want to make sure after this part. No, 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 I want to make so sure. So that you could actually have some bragging rights. But look, I'll, I'll address that in a second. I'm going to stick to the point here. We're talking about is the Eastern Conference better? West. Yeah, true or West. West. And you're saying West. And and here's how uneducated my counterpart is when it comes to basketball and 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 the the the, the, rea- the logistics in the the game, like how it's played. Like oh, please, you just said, please, Minnesota. You just said Minnesota. Listen to this, folks. Uh-huh. Minnesota, Oklahoma City, Sacramento Kings. Three out of those six teams, folks, for those of you who watch basketball like I do, don't tell me, don't tell me that those three teams, you three years ago, Sacramento. two years ago. I don't care about two years. I'm talking about right expected, now. Right now. That you expected to be representing their ago, conference. Years ago. Right Therefore, now. since there's so much fluctuation in the Western Conference where teams are just unpredictably at the top right now, it has to be the East. It has to be Boston, Philly, Milwaukee, Miami, now Orlando. It has to be those teams that are carrying the Eastern Conference to be the better conference, it's the not, more dominant conference. It's, it's the West with the anomaly of Minnesota. Didn't know they were going to be there. Oklahoma City. Didn't know they were going to be there. Sacramento Kings. Didn't know they were going to be there. The fact that you picked the West shows me how uneducated you are and unarmed you are for this debate. Mike drop. Yes, one Mike more drop. If I hear one more, one more, one more, burn your house down. You mentioned, you mentioned like Minnesota. It's like okay, Minnesota, Denver, Oklahoma City, Dallas, Sacramento, Lakers, Phoenix, Golden State. 
The West is like by far the. I just gave you the top three, which were Minnesota, Denver, OKC right now. And the top three of the East were Boston, Philadelphia, Milwaukee. Yes, those three, but the West just continues on. So for us, the East, it's like all right, after those top three, then it's what? Uh, Miami. It wasn't three. It was big. Four. Miami big went question. to the finals. Yeah, what yeah. are you talking about? Last year. Jesus. They Last just the finals. Year. I'm talking about they're right now, this year, what's happening. And right now, I'm looking at, you're all looking at it like I do. I watch the NBA far more than Christian does. <laughs> so, okay. So, okay. So, okay. So, I gave you the breakdown exactly how this Nobody goes out. Like, that. Are you Nobody kidding me? That. So, just by breaking down the top three, I gave you the top three from each conference. The problem with the East is that they're top heavy. Those three teams, and that's about now, it. Now they're top heavy? I'm talking about, those. that's the dominant East. And when I tell the West, I gave you the top three. Then I listed another four, I gotta, which are I, like, I gotta, I gotta look educate. out, look out, because it's I'm going to have to educate Johnny Cinco offline here, of course, about the Cleveland Cavaliers, what they've done for that. LeBron wants to go back, but he can't. I, I, he can't. I, he wants to go back to play, but he can't because they have Mitchell and they have all this stuff. Yeah, that's to, right. But he's an that's MVP. okay. That's okay. Yeah, exactly. Go yeah, he is. So look, folks, we can go in this back and forth. Now, I do want to touch up on what Johnny was talking about when we're talking about rookie of the year predictions. So we will. Oh, but. I can't because we're out of time, folks. <laughs> I pause. See, I was going to go into it, Good but I can't because, be, because because it's time, right? It's time, folks. I, we hope <laughs> we hope that you've enjoyed this podcast, this Thanksgiving Parade podcast. This is Florida Man Sports. He's Johnny. I'm Christian. We're out, folks. Diego at five.